Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. PCmatic, endpoint security built on a zero trust default deny foundation. Finally, a lightweight, simple to deploy and easy to manage approach to application allow listing. The perfect complement to your current security stack. No minimums and no annual contracts. Find out more about PCmatic by visiting pcmatic.com MSP today. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk, and I'm joined today once again by a couple of friends from Bitdefender. Today we have uh, with us Robert Sawyer, who's the Director of Product Marketing for Cloud Workload Security and Managed Detection and Response at Bitdefender, and Daniel Darabin, who is the Director of Product Management at Bitdefender, and uh, he specifically manages their flagship product lines, EDR and XDR, and we'll talk about what those things are. Uh, let's start with a little introduction. So, uh, Robert, we'll start with you. Give us a little background on who you are and how you got here. Yeah, thanks, Carl. It's a, a pleasure to be with you today. And uh, just a quick update on the bio. I just realized what we sent over. So in addition to uh, Cloud Workload Security or CWS, I have also recently just picked up our uh, B2B2B or OEM business, uh, as well as our MSP business. And hence, I'm talking with you today. So excited to, uh, to have that opportunity and the, the, the pleasure of, of working with those teams. Uh, so just a quick background on myself. Um, I think I've officially reached the point where I say I've had about 20 plus years now of uh, experience in the IT industry, which is pretty amazing to believe coming from somebody who once told my, uh, my, my, my parents that I wanted to be an English major. So uh, <laughs> I told them that and they said, you know, you'll be broke. So maybe you should consider like programming classes or something. And I said, okay. So I uh, ended up being a software engineer for a, a decent amount of time, did some stints at IBM, kind of bookended uh, IBM with a little middle stint at uh, a company you guys probably know called Rackspace uh, uh, helped launch an MSSP offering there, um, and you know really got the uh, cybersecurity bug. So was excited to to move to Bitdefender after a second stint at IBM. Uh, that second stint uh, was primarily focused on cloud and uh, happened to be part of the team that uh, did that little $34 billion acquisition of a company just down the street from me in, in Raleigh. Uh, that would be Red Hat, of course. And so we did a bit of the uh, uh, containerization work, replatforming of our middleware, integration automation offerings uh, onto to OpenShift. So um, I've had some interesting experiences there. Um, and like I said, uh, just got the, the urge to move back to cybersecurity and had a great opportunity um, Daniel Clayton is one of our uh, cybersecurity leaders, uh, helps, helps run our SOC in San Antonio and had got to know him at, uh, at Rackspace. And he just mentioned the team and the capabilities here and was like, this is, this is a no-brainer. Um, and have had a, a great time getting to know folks like Dan and just kind of talking through all the uh, uh, ever-evolving acronym soup, you know, PEDR, XDR now, right? And of course, we're going to talk a bit more about XDR today. So looking forward to it. So with all those companies, did you stay in the same place? Were you like the always remote worker? Uh, so interesting. Yeah. So actually, I started uh, with a little, this is actually a really fun fact too. 
Um, started, uh, we were a satellite group in, in South Florida. So I tell people I wrote code for what was essentially iTunes or like Apple Music or Spotify before that was a thing. Um, unfortunately, we were just too ahead of the market or else I would not be talking to you today, probably, right? <laughs> be retired somewhere or still in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So we were a little satellite office in, in Fort Lauderdale. Um, eventually got, we sort of like spun off of IBM and then got bought back. Uh, and then IBM made the kind of strategic decision to focus on middleware. So that kind of kind of ended some of that project. But the, I, I mentioned this all in context of when I joined Bitdefender, um, I looked up, obviously, again, headquartered in Romania, have a sales office in Fort Lauderdale. And I look at the address. I'm like, Cypress, like this looks really familiar. Kid you not, is literally the same building that I started at IBM back in 2001. So there's there's the the secret on how old I am. So it goes around country. But yeah, well, small small world, right? Very cool. All right. Well, Daniel, is your background is interesting? Um, not as interesting <laughs> as uh, Robert's, but. Uh, um, so let me introduce myself. Uh, as I mentioned, my name is Daniel Daraban, but uh, people call me from Daniel, Dan, Danny, or just simply, hey man, I've got a question. Um, I am based in Cluj-Napoca in Romania, right in the heart of Transylvania. I started my career as a jack of all trades, moved through various positions, and uh, finally reached the land of Narnia called product management. Um, I've been with Bitdefender for uh, four years now, and uh, previously to that, I spent uh, almost seven years in uh, HP. Oh, very nice. And and was it HP in Romania? Uh, yes, it was HP in Romania, and actually, I went through HP, HP Enterprise, and Microfocus at the end, right, right before I left. <laughs> very I, I love the Narnia reference too, by the way. So it's like the because when I moved from software engineering to product marketing or marketing, like all my software engineer buddies were like, you're moving to the dark side. Like <laughs> Narnia sounds so much better and more aspirational, right? Right. Exactly. That. So it's, it's all in how you uh, do the PR. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, EDR and XDR. Uh, what are those things specifically with regard to uh, small IT companies? Yeah, Dan, you want to take that one just in terms of yeah, some of the sure. acronyms and things? Um, so um, EDR stands for Endpoint Detection and Response, while XDR stands for Extended Detection and Response. But um, we can also, um, so in this cybersecurity industry, uh, as you know, we like acronyms and, well, analysts like acronyms, customers more or less. But um, the idea here is that we are building towards a detection and response uh, strategy when it comes uh, to, to the cybersecurity space. And that's on a very high level what, uh, what we're talking about. If you want to go into details and discuss a bit about what is XDR, we can do that. But before we talk about what XDR, I actually want to take a few moments and understand how we got to the need for, for XDR. All right. I think um, maybe uh, Robert, you can talk a bit about the um, challenges that the MSP uh, market is facing, and then I can talk a bit about the entire uh, market, both uh, B2B and MSP, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think, Carl, you know, I've, I've listened to your a, a few of the podcasts for sure. 
and just in general, you know, when people do kind of level sets on state of the union, right? There's there's kind of the the, the separate different lenses, a couple of different lenses you could look at things through. There's kind of like the macro level, what's going on in the world, right? And I don't want to be another person to jump on and say like, hey, the attack surface is expanding and attackers are becoming more sophisticated, you know, too many alerts. But all of those things are absolutely true, right? And especially coming as a cloud guy, um, you know, again, depending on how you how you define what cloud is, right? You get uh, 10 people in a room and you get, uh, I, I would always say 10 different answers. I, my boss came up with a funny one the other day. She's like, you, you'll have 15 different answers. And I'm like, yeah, actually that probably tracks better because you know, talking out of diff different sides of your mouth, depending on uh, how you feel on a given day. But surely, like from a, a, a canonical, classical sense of like public cloud or hybrid cloud architectures, right? We definitely understand like the, the change from attack surface being, you know, increasing across the board, um, just new threats and, and, and the four walls kind of paradigm kind of falling down and things like that. Obviously, what's, what's interesting in the context of things like XDR, extended detection and response, is just the you know, network and, uh, you know, additional telemetry sources, um, identity, uh, Microsoft applications and, and Office 365 productivity tools and things like that. And so just being, having the need for, you know, actually being able to, to manage um, and uh, it, it respond to, to threats across any of those different kinds of vectors, right? But I think then there's the more, what's more relevant or salient to this audience, right, from an MSP perspective, and I'll, I'll use just a quick uh, kind of anecdote or story just to, to, to discuss or kind of set the context for, for, for how we'll, we'll approach some of the rest of the conversation. But uh, again, that, that's a uh, you know, joke about moving to the dark side of, of marketing. So this was kind of circa 2008, 2009. I'll never forget the first, um, first big, uh, so I'd been on the job about three, four weeks. So the big, first big customer uh, event that I went to, I remember you know getting on site. Uh, this is Las Vegas. I'd never been to Las Vegas before. Uh, whole other story there. I've been like 37 times or something, ridiculous amount of times since then. But I'll never forget. So my boss, just a little bit shorter than me, kind of looked me in the eye, looked up at me, and he said, "Hey, Rob," because uh, I was working the the show floor, right? So I was working, uh, you know, manning one of the peds or pods or whatever. And he said, "You know, Rob, if you mess up in front of a customer, you'll lose that deal." If you mess up in front of an analyst, so again, we kind of mentioned the analysts and all their acronyms. He, meant, he mentioned, if you mess up in front of an analyst, you lose a hundred deals. Um, and of course, to me, you know, brand new, three, four weeks on the job, little band seven and IBM parlance, I'm like, oh crap. So like the whole time I'm like looking around, staring at everybody's badge, like, okay, orange, that's uh, that's customer, right? Okay, purple. Uh, analysts, we've got to kind of, yeah, I'm busy over here helping out with, uh, you know, giving. If I want to scare people, I should put analyst on my <laughs> name tag. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was a great guy and was was really instrumental in my career. I think maybe every once in a while he over rotated on emphasis on analysts and things. Of course, obviously, there are a few analysts that can can completely move the needle, help make markets and things like that. But with respect to and where this comes back to from a cybersecurity MSP perspective, of course, you know, if you're a company, you make a mistake, you forget get to patch something, you, miscon you know, misconfigure something, heaven forbid somebody falls for, you know, the, the phishing scam or you're using log4j, uh, which I may have done at one point in my life. Um, you know, there, that's the implication is just to you. From an MSP perspective, they're working with hundreds of folks, right? So they mess up, there's implication to hundred folks. So this, you know, I screw up, I lose one deal. I, I screw up as an MSP, I lose a hundred customers potentially. And there's a, a great quote, uh, by a, a gentleman named of uh, Benjamin Benkin. I'm, I'm 
apologies, Benjamin, if I mispronounce your name. He's the CEO of uh, Atlas Cybersecurity. And he said, the MSP is the perfect supply chain attack. If I want a high ROI on my hacking dollars, an MSP is a far better target. And this is what uh, studies statistics have shown out. For, in fact, there's one in 2022 by Enable. So again, what kind of marketer would I be if I didn't include some sort of statistics, right? So 90% of MSPs have, have seen an increase in attacks since the pandemic started. 82% of MSP customers have seen an increase in attempted cyber attacks then as well. And so this just underscores the fact that you know, part of what uh, is such an interesting, you know, point in time for SMBs, for MSPs, right? So the MSP business is booming, Carl, as you know, absolutely, absolutely, because it's, there's so many companies now from an SMB perspective that are able to compete uh, at an enterprise scale because they're so good at their core competency. They can do something so super well um, that they can compete with these big guys, which historically hasn't really been the case. But so when they're doing that, then of course they want to be able to offload. They want to, you know, have somebody that they trust to handle a lot of the other things. That, the, that one of those being cybersecurity, of course. And so again, this puts the emphasis back on the MSP in terms of making sure that they have a robust, you know, cybersecurity posture. That they're resilient. Um, all the things that you, you know, we talk about when we when we think of best practices as far as cybersecurity goes. It's also the case that the world has changed so much. You know, even 10 years ago, uh, we used to talk about, well, if you put a machine, a bare machine, brand new, and you stick it on the internet, how long will it be before it's infected, mm -hmm. right? And was it an hour? Was it 15 minutes, right? Well, now the, 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 there's literally like a wall of evil, right? <laughs> that if you put it on the internet, it's instantly exposed to just a random amount of traffic that is filled with bots and spam and AI agents. And absolutely unbelievable. We put up a, we moved a server to a new hosting system last week. And in the time it took us to install uh, CAPTCHA on the new system, we got 80,000 spam, right? It was like, Literally as fast as our system could process it, we got attacked like in, in seconds. And so the cloud makes it much more flexible for us to, to deploy things, but very difficult to uh, secure because we're instantly putting something into an environment where it's surrounded by this traffic that is just filled with uh, lots of bad stuff. And yeah. so it's more important than it's ever been. And, you know, you talk about the, the role of the MSP in that supply chain. The same is true for attorneys who have their <laughs> client data, accountants who have their client data, which is all financial records and social security numbers, uh, real estate agents who have, you know, oh, here, here's your wire transfer information for, you know, paying off your loan, right? It's everybody has important data and it all needs to be protected by us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that the point you made about just the AI and you know bots and things like that attacking something as soon as it's hooked up to the internet, I think that's the thing that's fascinating because historically you have a lot of smaller companies, right? That they would basically say, like, oh, cybersecurity, that's not a, a big deal for me, right? I can kind of just go be an ostrich and bury my head in the sand because I'm not Bank of America or JP Morgan Chase, like cybersecurity is all these nation state stuff and APTs, and I don't have to worry about that. But that's changed fundamentally as well, right? Yeah. And if you think of 
what it what has the security side of the house the the defenders end up doing because over time security teams started layering bolting additional technology just adding to this problem right yeah because the immediate solution right? yeah the immediate solution was to just add data add more data and more data why not i mean what could go wrong i have data from all the places that i need will i do anything with that data Eh, we will see next week i'll add more data <laughs> yeah just because I can. data lake right yes <laughs> right. and having data gives us a false sense of confidence that we have visibility and understanding of what is happening within our environment i can share a conversation i had with a prospect i think it was back in 2019 i asked so how are you triaging the incidents as there are different severities ranging from critical high medium and low his reply was we look at everything knowing the size of the company the first thought on my mind was man that can't be right right so I asked, how many people are in your security team and he answered three including myself and how many incidents do you have on a daily or a weekly basis his answer was we roughly we have roughly 80 to 100 incidents per day so you are telling me that with three people you are able to triage 80 incidents per day he said yes but and i said okay this is where it comes in all fairness we only look at the critical ones the high ones we do them at the end of the week if we have time okay so not really 80 incidents per day right how about medium or low ones it said yeah those get ignored most of the time and this is where the problem lies because we added data that we just couldn't handle due to various reasons lack of time lack of staff lack of skills etc and Honestly, in reality, if you think about it, this kept higher management off our backs and everyone could sleep peacefully knowing we have the data. And of course, this is just one example, right? And just like Robert mentioned, we need to understand that the attack surface is expanding and we need to have the right level of visibility of correlation, context, and ability to, to respond across the entire organization. And this is where XDR comes in from my perspective. And I can tell you um, from here at Bdefender at a fundamental level, um, XDR is a product manifestation of the security analytics concepts that must solve big cybersecurity industry problems. And we have a strong emphasis on avoiding these legendary issues related to non-deterministic threat detection models, just like I mentioned, alert fatigue or incident fidelity. And of course, if we were to define XDR, we consider extended detection and response as a natural evolution from endpoint detection and response. And its capabilities go beyond securing the endpoint and evolve other parts of the infrastructure. As I mentioned, every, the attack surface is expanding. Of course, I mentioned in the beginning, it's not enough just to get data from sensors across the organization. So our XDR, which is called Gravity Zone XDR, automatically correlates and analyzes it at the organization level. We provide a um, consolidated view showing where the attack originated from, which entities are part of the attack, how it actually spread across the organization, and most importantly, why it was possible in the first place and how to respond to it from containment to hardening because all of these things 
are the ones that are taking the most time out of security teams. Right. So um, from an MSP's perspective, walk me through what that looks like. So do I have a, a dashboard? I get an alert and then I, and I want to say, where did it start? What did it do? <laughs> and how did it yeah. get in? Uh, how was that presented to me? Super easy. Um, we have this, what we call an extended incident, right? Where you have the visualization at the organization level. The landing page is what we call the incident advisor. This incident advisor provides in a human readable format. Um, the First of all, the summary of the incident. So you've got, again, I'm, I'm testing this with my mother when we are building this uh, product. And uh, if she can read what and understand the incident, I think anyone can understand it. <laughs> uh, you have the root cause, which again is in a human uh, readable format. You have the organization uh, impact, which shows you all the entities that were part of the attack. You have the highlights in order to be able to quickly triage the incident to understand, hey, is this something that I need to investigate? Is, if it, is it a false positive? Um, if it's something that I need to investigate, do I do it right now or can I just go and grab lunch and uh, I can investigate it when I come back? And then you also have the, the response part, which is um, we have an autonomous response recommendation framework, which provides responses based on the detections that are correlated within that incident. So this is the landing page. From here, you can go and um, you can deep dive into uh, the details of that incident. We have a graphical representation. Uh, on the left side, we have the activity, uh, which is by default sorted by time, but you can also group it by kill chain. If you choose to group it by kill chain, you can select a kill chain phase and it will highlight. We also show direction of communication. We show the resources that are involved. We show the interactions between different entities. Um, and you can also respond directly from within the graph, or you can respond, as I mentioned, based on our recommendations. Very good. So I do want to take a break just real quick and let people know the website is bitdefender.com. Uh, that's the place to get started with all of this and uh, sign up to uh, become a partner and uh, also find out more about uh, EDR and XDR. Um, so Gravity Zone is the, it's Gravity Zone XDR. Um, and for MSPs, this allows them to have much larger clients. Is that correct? Right. Rather than saying, hey, we're limited to <laughs> how many desktops we can hit in a day to, to personally remote into, uh, they can now manage a much larger uh, platform as well. I would say that it provides them more visibility into uh, existing customer environments. And this visibility is something that um, they are lacking. Of course, um, the main point here is that is to free up the um, uh, security team, right? The security teams should do more proactive work, ideally, than just reactive and just look into the, uh, the incidents. If we are taking the time that they need to do reactive work in order to understand an incident, to investigate what happened, et cetera, to go and uh, search for the data in multiple places, then they can use that particular time to either get more customers or do proactive uh, work. Yeah, there's a there's a really strong synergy or tie between some of the messaging we had used at, at IBM just from an automation standpoint um, in terms of, again, kind of freeing up your workers to do the things that are, you know, best or most important, right? So there's there's that element. And it's almost like there's there's a couple of different 
uh, value props. So like you have the security simplification, right? So you're able to, Dan, as you were talking about, consolidate all your different security tools. And we truly do have like, you know, single, single console. And so this is all again in, in the same, from the same vantage point, the same, you know, pane of glass to use, use that expression, right? And so, you know, you've got simplified management, you've got faster provisioning that way. And then secondly, is like operational efficiency. So all this automation we're talking about, right? It helps you streamline your security workflows. It reduces like operational burden and cost then. And so then from, you know, Carl, from an MSP perspective, those are things we absolutely like highlight, like, hey, these are you know, core value propositions for you. Like in terms of why, why, why an MSP would love Bitdefender XDR, absolutely, right? And then of course you gotta you gotta hit the top line one, right? It's the you know Jerry Maguire show me the money kind of thing, right? So and I think this is kind of what you were getting at in terms of maybe going after larger companies or things like that, right? right? So we have you know everybody's kind of talking about XDR right now, right? So now you have Bitdefender's XDR kind of best of breed. Again, you know I I was just so so thrilled when I joined these these guys because they were literally doing like you know, machine learning algorithms, that sort of stuff back before that was super trendy and marketers like myself kind of ruined some of it and kind of started plastering, <laughs> you know, AI and ML all over everything. And it kind of lost some of the meaning, but this is, this is legitimate. And the, the tests and, you know, all the comparison comparatives and, and Zmiter and, and, and AV tests and things like that prove out Bitdefender is well, best of breed. And so now the MSPs have that ability to grab that and say, you know, hey, like, you know, hey, we've got an XDR offering and we can go sell that to you. So it's exciting for an MSP to go be able to go do that, right? Right. Well, I mean, it used to be that the bad guys sat at a computer and uh, specifically attacked your machine and, mm -hmm. and they pounded at it and they tried a little of this and they tried a little of that until they got through. Now that's all done with uh, AI. Um, and so... We can't be as defenders. We can't sit at a machine and <laughs> go one machine at a time, one virus at a time, and try to figure it out. We have to use AI to fight at scale the attacks that are coming to us at scale. And uh, so something like this will allow us to be able to get our, our hands on it. The other thing is, Daniel mentioned like those, those uh, low priority and medium priority uh, elements those are very often laying the groundwork for the future. I mean, the, the right now, the, the people who are creating the attacks are literally taking a years long approach to getting code in there, marked as safe, so it can sit there for five years until the day they need it. Uh, and you gotta be smart about that. You know, you gotta, you gotta look at everything and being able to just look at what a human being can look at is no longer an option. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a the log for j thing was a great point, right? Something that had been sitting dormant, no one had thought about in a long, long time, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and all the big software vendors are either refreshing all their code or just being critically aware that they've got 20-year-old code. It must, by just as a fact, have lots of bugs in it that <laughs> they're just waiting for somebody to take advantage of, you know? Uh, so it's a it's it's a... Hard time to be in IT, although you guys are sort of a good replacement for uh, an antacid. You should have a campaign like forget Maylox, get Bitdefender. I have to think about that one. They do a little do, do a little workshopping. I, <laughs> I'm looking for that at the next show. So all right, all right. It's <laughs> a so no Maylox, get Bitdefender. So all right. So how should partners get started if they're interested? Obviously, go to Bitdefender.com. 
Uh, do they download a uh, the code? Can they, you know, deploy a couple of these? Uh, they have to sign up for a thousand units. What what do they do? Is uh, um, delivered, so it's a cloud instance. Um, it's ready to go. Um, they can set up a trial with that trial account. They can actually start playing around with uh, with the solution. There's nothing super difficult to to deploy when it comes to to the sensors. The majority of the sensors take two or three steps to. Uh, deploy and uh, set them up. There are a couple of, for example, the network sensor that needs to be deployed in an on-premises infrastructure because that's what you plan to monitor. And yeah, that's uh, that's kind of it. They can just go to bdefender.com for search the uh, XDR for MSP. They can request a trial and start, uh, start playing with the solution. That's actually what I encourage because we've built this solution with customers in mind and I'm super curious about their feedback and if they see the things that, that we've done, again, keeping the, the customer struggles in mind. There's part of me that is, is like lamenting, you know, again, this podcast format, right? So you can't be seeing all the, all the beauty of what, what Dan has talked about, but uh, I mean, he's absolutely right. It's not hyperbole to say that, you know, his, his mother could be able to look through it or walk through it or understand what's, what's going on there, right? Um, I think just in terms of, you know, M MSPs themselves, obviously MSPs should contact their preferred distributor and request the product. So that's a, a, a good next step for them as well. But then just in general, you know, again, I really appreciate the time and it was exciting to, to talk with you guys today. All right. Check out the beauty of the product at bitdefender.com. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here, and this will conclude yet another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.